Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. And me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted or zombied? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s talking candidly about all of the things everyone is doing but not always willing to admit. Today we are delighted to welcome author and journalist Amy Nicole, whose book Confessions of a Single Mum debunks the common misconceptions around life as a single mother today, mostly those revolving around dating. Amy, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. What a lovely introduction. Hmm. We are thrilled to have you here. <laughs> I wish I could roll my R's. I can join you in the whole long time singleton category. Oh, it's a lovely place to be, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. We're in good company. (laughs) So, Amy, you have a little boy, Freddie. Yes. How old is Freddie? He's three now. Sweet. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, your story and how you got to where you are today? So when I was 24, I was living the... uh, 20s dream living with my best friend um absolutely loving life probably making some bad decisions dating just being young free single but also I was very career focused um I was working in showbiz journalism um I was doing really well I was getting uh, progressing my career really nicely and then out of nowhere well not out of nowhere because I think we all know how babies are made but (laughs) (laughs) very much accidentally I discovered I was pregnant um, and I was pregnant, but I didn't have a boyfriend. Mm. Uh, I had a casual, it was a casual relationship. Oh, very millennial. Familiar yes. with those. I mean, mm. I wanted him to be my boyfriend, mm. but uh, he, he didn't feel the same. Classic. So, you know, when, when, when we found out that uh, I was harboring his child, he uh, wanted to be my boyfriend even less. Oh. And we never heard from him again. Oh, Christ. Which sounds terrible, but actually, despite your, uh, the assumptions I had at the time, and perhaps people listening to this might be like, oh, that would be probably the worst thing that could happen to you when you're 24. It's turned out to be the best thing that I, I've, the best decision I've ever made, and I haven't looked back once. So Fantastic. Well, we are going to get into all the details. We're going to deep dive into what it's like to be a single mother in your 20s, dating general life relationships friendships we are gonna go deep and find out all about that and it's going to be fascinating i'm sure but first shall we do a little bit of a catch-up the funny thing is we're actually recording this episode ahead of time because guess what i'm going away again (laughs) so actually by the time this uh, podcast reaches your sweet ears i'm going to be in italy Having a lovely time eating a lot of pizza, pasta, gelato, ooh, burrata, tiramisu, 
Drinking lots of what? God, I really love Italian food. <laughs> I feel like everything in your Prosecco. life that you get Oops. excited about is resolved around food? the food that's going to be there Absolutely. and the type of prosecco that's going to be there. That's the only reason I do anything. I'm like, what's the food? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm quite intrigued as well. Not because I'm I'm going on family holiday. I'm not going to be um, you know, swanning off with lots of men. However, I do always think Italian men are absolute jokes when it comes to how forward they are I think they're shameless like Europeans in general yeah. no, I love it and Americans I love an American mm. no but I'm sorry I do think Italians are like ultimate the amount of times I've got chatted up by Italian guys and if they weren't Italian I'd be like this is so out of order leave me alone but now I'm just like roll my eyes and I'm like oh, Italian the what accent like? the accent helps I think with forwardness but I then I think British men are more reserved than any yeah. other so as soon as we go on holiday, we're like, oh my God, it's a revelation. I know, <laughs> I know. We're irresistible. I know. <laughs> Am I gorgeous? I must yeah. be gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> you are gorgeous. Thank you, Rachel. You're going to be so much more gorgeous when you come back all brown and tanned. Even more? Hmm? Even more. Yeah, you're already so yeah, you brown. you are really brown. <laughs> She's so brown. She just got back from where were you? Portugal. Portugal. And she was in, she's been to the Maldives. I just Mr. Worldwide over here. Yeah. <laughs> do you fire up Tinder when you're on holiday? I occasionally do, but usually I usually I'm just a bit intrigued, like oh, to I love see it. what's out there. But so I will different. never actually meet up with anyone abroad. I once went on a family holiday with my son <laughs> and my parents, and ended up on a Tinder date in Barbados. That's wow. Amazing. Is that the most middle class sentence ever uttered? <laughs> yeah. I love, I love it though. That's great. <laughs> Were you just literally like to your son and parents, bye, I'm going on a date? Well, I was I was initially just catfishing just to have a look around, see what mm. was kind of there because where I live, um Tinder it can be quite limited. So I, when whenever I go anywhere, where I'm do like, you live? In the home counties. Ah, <gasps> oh, the home yeah. counties. Very nice. People move there when they get married. So the people who are there or, or left are normally the ones that have like moved home for a bit. Oh, sure. Or, or who right. are married, which mm. is a problem. Mm. Um, but yes, we're just having a look and matched with somebody who I thought, I can't really pass this up. So I just Excellent. booked a babe. I sound like a terrible person. No, you don't. It was just a three hour babysitter. He had a great time. You sound like, like you're living your best life, quite yeah. frankly. Why, why did you book a babysitter? Could your parents not have... No, 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 no. They were on holiday. Oh, fair enough. No. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, lovely. Fantastic. I love the way you assume, like, parents, free babysitting. <laughs> okay, this is one of the misconceptions we're going to get <laughs> yeah. to later on, guys. I know nothing. <laughs> Livy? Um, where will I be in two weeks' time? I will be here... Uh, Missing me. Missing Rachel, yeah. my only friend and yeah. only, you know, the closest thing I have to a boyfriend, probably. See her every day, talk about <laughs> dating, and, you know, meaningful stuff. I'd be joke. lost without you, Rachel. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. I, know. I will actually be, pre be preparing to go on holiday. I'm going to Slovenia the following week. That's, so. that's fun. So that will be very fun with um, with my four gals. Four oh, gal gals holiday. How do you prepare mm. to go on holiday? It's a very good question. I hate a lot of hair removal and a spray tan. Yeah, paint my nails, paint my toenails. Um, maybe bikini shopping. Yeah, mm. I bought a bikini the other day. Actually, it's pink gingham. It's very cool. Wear that. Mm, yeah, just great. Buy some books. Lovely. Buy Lovely. my book. Buy Amy's book. Read oh. Amy's. a great summer read. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, <laughs> so you may recall a couple of episodes back. In lieu of a bio of the week from a man, 
we decided that because we had seen no good bios, we would critique my bio. And this week, it's Livy's turn. I'm so excited for this. This <laughs> is Livy's Bumble bio. It says, Livy, 24, The Independent, University of Bristol, 2015, Location, London. And then the profile reads... Getting shaky after school since '94. What? That's what, my, that's what I think. <laughs> really? What does really that mean? What? what does that mean? What is getting shaky? Do you shaky? not know the song? What song? I'm not Baby a problem. Baby, get millennial. shaky after school. Oh, oh no. Okay, no, I, I do know that song. Na, na. Okay, I was but on a when, run. But I was when, listening to that song. But when I read that, I didn't. You like, didn't get it. Mm, didn't come to me. Okay, right. <laughs> it but, used to be. It used to be. Be nice. I might write about you. Or I remember something. that. And Louise from Bumble came on and analysed both our profiles and told me that that was quite threatening. So <laughs> I didn't think it was. I think it was quite funny and a joke. Maybe I don't uh, know. Yeah. So I decided to have a you know rebrand of my uh, Bumble profile. But Livy's quite elusive because her bio is just kind of like. Mm. I'm chill and I'm kind of cool and funny. It doesn't really tell. But that's tell exactly, them, Rachel. That's exactly who I am. Yeah, I am chill darling. and cool and kind of funny. That, is that not what men want? Well, well maybe, but to like, get shaky. She doesn't reveal mm. anything about her real self. University I, of Bristol says a lot. Yeah, I have a question. If you, because Rachel's bio is very different to mine. Very different. Hers has emojis and stuff. Mm. Um, that was so disparaging. <laughs> Sorry. There's nothing wrong with an emoji. I'm not being critical. I just I just want to know if you were writing Roman Kemp likes emojis. Yes, okay. Roman Kemp liked her profile. Although she he did question you on it. Yes, where he said the word averse and aficionado were too too wordy. Um but I have a question. If you were gonna write my bio for me, you know me pretty well. Oh what would you say? Oh mate, I need to put more thought into this. Because um, you say I don't reveal anything about myself. Well, do you know what I think? I think our challenge for the next episode is to rewrite write our bios. them for each other. <gasps> yeah. Possibly even trial, trial them. them. Okay. Challenge accepted. Brilliant. Um, we'll let you know how we get Although on. I think if Roman Kemp likes your um, bio, then that's a bit of a blue tick for me. I, mm. I would I would keep that's it. Mm-hmm. But he did but give you some edits. edits. Yeah, I'll oh, make I would edits. prefer Martin Kemp to like my bio but then I'm a little bit older so what's your bio <clears throat> my bio well no because I, I well this is interesting actually once my friend hacked my um bio my my tinder and changed hacked my into it. it well he he it was when I was newly single and they're like oh let's get you tinder see what we can <laughs> get you know we'll go fishing for you it'll be a laugh and he changed <laughs> the bio to gone girl without the husband which oh, is oh that's but, a little dark but literally uh, the messages kept coming which i think is testament to the fact that no one looks at bios well that is what or, roman said as yeah. well they oh roman call me <laughs> <laughs> um, but my current one which i already know is instantly regrettable is fun is the aim peace emoji very chill but it's supposed to be because when you have a child See, it's got a serious uh, undertone. People assume you want a husband and a dad-shaped puzzle piece and you're Mm. all very serious. Mm. So for me, fun is the aim uh, piece emoji was meant to dispel that. However, actually, it just says, fancy a shag. (laughs) 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 Oh, yes, I can imagine it being taken that way, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we live and learn. 
So the main topic of discussion today is based on Amy's book, but it's a topic that we've never really explored before. And it's all about what it's like to be a single mother in your 20s. So this is very interesting because we've actually recently received some stats from a new survey from Match.com all about this. Um, So they have found out that 35% of British single parents haven't been on a date in over a year, with 45% saying they never date. Despite this, 45% say they would like to find a long-term partner and a quarter of single parents worry that having children will put off prospective dates. Amy, what's your initial reaction? There's to so these? much to take in from that. So, Quite a lot. Yeah, so the, the first thing I think is that I noticed that they say 45% would like a long-term relationship. So there's already that instant judgment that that's what, what we're looking for. But more don't want a long-term partner. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, hang on. Read me the first one again. The first one was 35% of British single parents haven't been on a date but in over a year. We're all very tired. We've got a lot on. Mm, I understand. Like, they're probably new new parents. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. 45% never date. We're exhausted. What, what can we say? <laughs> to be fair, I rarely <laughs> date these days. What's my excuse? <laughs> We're too busy cooking fish fingers and going to soft play. Oh, fish fingers. You're yeah. a vegan. Yeah, children eat a lot like them. hungover. They were my go-to drunk snack. Don't, See? Don't you're a vegan me. <laughs> Those judgmental eyes. <laughs> Miss Barata over there. <laughs> Barata is delicious. <laughs> um... But do do you know what I the the statistic about them feeling like they don't want to date is interesting because I know that when I first went back to dating I definitely felt inadequate and I didn't feel as confident as pre baby I felt I definitely went for people I would have never even dreamed of considering you lower your standards I, yeah and I felt, why I felt like I had to because I believed all the stigma about uh, this this whole culture of saying if you have children it's considered baggage mm. right. you know oh you don't want someone with baggage it's so complicated it and but actually the only one judging parents was me because I personally since I've been dating have not really encountered much negativity from the men folk so when did you start dating again after having Freddie I mean when I was pre- when I got pregnant I was actually seeing someone new. Ooh. Okay. So I was, he said, is everything okay? And I said, I've got something to tell you. I presume it must have been quite new. Yeah, so basically you've got a month where you don't know you're pregnant. Mm. So so the circumstances in which I got pregnant was I um, booty called an ex. Sure. As you do. Yeah. Right. After my work Christmas party. Natural. Yeah. yeah. And that was how Freddie was conceived. So and then I never saw him again because I was like that was a big mistake. I don't want to go back mm-hmm. there. I already hadn't been back there for like two months before. Did you know Christmas is like the peak time for conception, and that why that's why twenty sixth September is the most popular birthday of the year. And Freddie's birthday is the tenth of September. Well, there you go. It's close. Yeah. It's and just my birthday quality. is the fifth of September. So my mum and dad were just getting freaky. After I'm twenty third. <laughs> I'm very close. <laughs> to be fair, I know when I was conceived. Oh, and- do you? Yeah, my dad once told me it was uh, New Year's Eve, although actually technically the early hours of the morning, so technically New Year's Day. That's a fun fact you didn't want to know. What a wonderful celebration for mm. them. Mm, yeah, I'm glad they rung in the New Year. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Um, okay, and so how did the guy you were seeing at the time well, take it? there is nothing quite like saying to a man, 
I'm pregnant. And it's not yours. And then following it with, but it's not yours. <laughs> they almost look like they've won the lottery, but then they don't want to look too happy about it. So then they look a bit concerned at the same time, <laughs> which which I think uh, is a, shows a decent man. Well, excellent. You know? Um, and, and he was so decent, this man, that he was like, don't worry, we can still carry things on. But then as uh, I started to show yeah. <laughs> physical, uh, I remember the, the day that he decided we should maybe not see each other for a while was um, the day I had to uh, loosen my bra because my ribs had started expanding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, it, you don't want to become a fetish. So uh, I decided to bow out of dating mm. uh, until I was no longer carrying another man's child. Mm. When did you, you know, get back into the game? Well, I I did have intermittent periods of pregnant Tinder catfishing. Oh, sure. Um, Where you just what, sort of went on for a swipe for well, fun? Well, I, I had a realisation. I was like, I'm not going to have any male affection or attention for nine plus months. And I think when you feel like something's taken away, you want it even more. Yeah. Mm. Not helped by the fact that pregnancy makes you inexplicably really horny. Yeah. I've heard that. What is that I about? I've heard that. I met my best friend just had a baby and she said the same. Happens to Rachel in Friends. Does. Does it? Do you know? Hormones. Rachel we? from Friends is a single mum. Yeah, And she when is. I was pregnant, I re-watched all those episodes and I realised something amazing about Friends. Rachel's a single mum, Phoebe is a surrogate, and Monica had IVF. So actually, it's such a, a, a great example of how families aren't traditional mm, and how, yeah. how the origins of children is all different. And That's true. Probably yeah. one of the only progressive things about that show. Yeah, <laughs> to but be a brilliant, a but brilliant yeah. realization. Very, right? Yeah, that's really interesting. So I watched that whole that whole thing through whole uh, new new eyes. Yeah. Um, when I was night feeding. Anyway, so pregnant man. I mean, pregnant man. <laughs> so only. the man I was dating. Yes. Mm. So I would when I was catfishing, catfishing on Tinder. What do you mean? Did you have fake pictures and fake profiles? Well, actually, or? I believe I don't. You can probably tell me. I believe it's called kitten fishing because I didn't use other people's photos I used my photos but the non-pregnant ones got mm. it okay kitten fishing yeah yeah it's like like a diluted a version you, right? I think I just wanted to feel desirable because mm. there there is nothing like I never realized how uh, much I used my sexuality until it was essentially taken away from me. People, some women say that about if they ever lose their hair or something as well, and I can I think it makes total sense to me to mm. be honest. Like I was my friend, my my good friend Lorcan, who was my birth partner, and also is Freddie's godfather now. Uh, he was like, "Come on, come clubbing. You'll be just like the women on Spice World." <laughs> <laughs> I very much wasn't, <laughs> and it was like. Have you ever been to a nightclub in like your day clothes and people just sort of look? That's quite Bristol, you. though. As a student, that was all the time. People like, didn't dress yeah, up. Yeah, you. Could I wear suddenly, it's, you I, it suddenly wasn't the case that I could use my sexuality to approach men or anything. Mm. I was just this big Homer How Simpson. How pregnant were you fat. when you went? <laughs> I was very pregnant. I <laughs> <laughs> respect. We that. went. We went on a misjudged trip to Ibiza when I was seven months pregnant. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. <laughs> fun. And I think I was the only woman on that beach with more than one person in her bikini like, <laughs> shocking i did i did not it was not good for the old self-esteem oh bless you but i did have these massive tits which okay. i wish i could have made more use of mm. i guess that is one, one pro isn't it mm. so when you're not catfishing and you're what is what's the opposite just on just on the apps 
Oh, after I'd had the baby. After you've had the baby, yeah. Okay. How do you, so do you have pictures of Freddie in your photos? So um, when when I first had him, I was of the opinion that it would be a turn off mm-hmm. for a man to think that you're a parent. I was naive and misjudged, but that's how I felt at the time. Um, I think I'd been conditioned to kind of believe that, you know, oh, it's baggage and all that stuff. Because um, to be honest with you, it has to be said that on dating apps, I'm obviously looking. I'm looking at guys, but um, if they have a picture with children, they always go, "Kids, my not niece, mine." Or yeah. like, "Yeah, that's my godfather." I mean, yeah. not godfather, godson. No, this is this is the thing, right? And they always put their height like six foot four, because the kid's that not mine. Mm. So I'd be like five foot four, and the kid is mine. See, that's actually quite funny. But <laughs> yeah, that is actually <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> Roman Kemp, what do you think? <laughs> um, I think what I've what I didn't realise at the time was when you go on a date, you're not predicting the future. All anyone wants is just to get on with somebody mm. and see how it goes. But I think maybe before I had the baby, I would have been put off if a man had children. I, that's so ignorant to think back now. But I think I would have seen it as a complication, potentially. So on your profile, when you first went back to dating properly after having Freddie, you had your pictures, you had your bio, you had no mention of the fact that you were a mother. Oh, yeah. Would you then go on the date and be like, so by the way, I have a son? So I don't think it was lying. I think it was careful truth editing. It's not lying. Mm. It's not lying. But on Match.com, you have, which I was on, uh, only, only because I suddenly felt like, I'm no longer young and fabulous. I am now a grown-up. I have, have to, to behave like, yeah, mm. yeah. I'm mature from dating, dating apps website. to dating websites. Yeah, mm. I really did feel like that. <laughs> I felt like if I'm on Tinder, I'm not I'm not in that category anymore. I, to that, I can totally understand why you'd think that because Tinder especially has a reputation for being kind of sleazy, hookups. Like, I would imagine that, oh, the guys on there will probably be really mean to you or like if they think you're not just going to give them sex and be really easy and you know I, I'm not surprised you felt like that if it's a slightly more complex situation but I, I tried to have a brief spell in so they have three boxes and it's like already have children want children oh what's the other one I can't remember the other one. Oh, don't have obviously yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I tried already have no messages really oh honestly none but then Are life on Match.com. around the same age? Yeah, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm very open with my age gap, you know. Yeah. Um, but life was not fruitful in the already have bra- bracket. So um, I, I did tick the don't have and suddenly, really? just just as an experiment. Yeah, that's But so then I ended up on my first day post-childbirth. Freddie was only four months old. So, and that, that's a very tiny baby. But in mum land, you feel like you've had him forever because mm. you've had nine months of pregnancy plus four. There's like oh, a year of just no dating. Mm. So um, my first day, I said, he said, who are you living with? And I said, I'm, I'm living back at home, which is already, oh God. Right. Um, and they said, because I had a little boy, a little boy, a baby. It's like yes is that a problem he's like well you could have mentioned it (gasps) and I was like the me of now is like it's nothing to do with you do you want to date me or my baby like what is it to do with you yeah absolutely um at this stage you know obviously if things progress it has Mm. to become part of the fabric of your relationship but in those initial meetings the fact that he was so aggressive about it and felt like offended oh he was so offended wait till you hear what he said next right so um he sort of, he relaxed a bit and took a sharp intake of breath, like clicked his knuckles and went, well, you know, actually, thinking about it, 
It's not a problem. We've all got skeletons in our closet. <gasps> Take me, for example. I've got Crohn's disease. <laughs> oh my gosh. You compare. You know what? You know what's really baby. interesting. I think clearly these men, they feed into this stigma of being a single parent when you're young. But and I, with these stigmas, I always think, where does something like that come from? And I think it often comes from popular culture and not seeing that narrative enough in films and TV shows. I know you mentioned Friends, but really- But I no one noticed that at the no, time. No, <laughs> and, and, but really I can't think of any like, you know, heroic single parent no. characters. All we've got is Vicky Pollard. Well, exactly, <laughs> in films and TV shows. And I think that exacerbates the tab, you know, this perceived taboo of someone telling someone that, oh, actually, and also, I have why a child. is why is it like having a child as in your lifestyle and being a parent is seen as such a burden? I remember yeah. when I got pregnant and my dad said we were all crying, like, oh my god, what have you done? Your life is over. And my dad just said, this is a baby. Have you ever met a baby you didn't love and adore and want? You know, have you, ever met, have you ever met a, a person who's like, I really regret having that baby? No, yeah. you know, <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's just never been. An, negative in any way the only negative part was the anticipation because i was being fed all mm. this stuff that oh my god your life's going to be so difficult it's going to change it's going to obviously it has changed but only for the better mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. So what are the most common myths and misconceptions around being a single mom and having a baby in your 20s? Um, I think if, you, if, if we were going to go back, back to the dating misconceptions, there is a... <laughs> A very strange male obsession with the post-childbirth vagina slash body. Oh my! Um, really? Yeah, I think people just assume like it doesn't really work anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> so what? What? How has that manifested itself? Uh, like literally, I've had men on dates ask me if I can still breastfeed. Huh? Like yeah, I know it's very strange. Like, but I think you? as a society, we have a bit of an obsession with the post childbirth body i think oh, people yeah. like look at I the remember. way that women are scrutinized in the media about oh my god look at kylie jenner's baby body post two weeks yeah and it's assu it is actually now more assumed that you have to look terrible and mm. if you look sort of okay people will say to you oh you don't look like you've had a baby like would i come up to you or you and say you look like you've had a baby have mm. you not like yeah. to be honest <laughs> with you i get it when guys offer me seats on the tube and i'm like mm, okay I, I ate too much today but i'll take the seat nonetheless <laughs> when you come back from italy literally i yeah. <laughs> have a burrata baby <laughs> um yeah that's interesting but i think also i almost 
kind of can't blame the guys because I think people don't talk about it enough. No, there's a and lack like, of education. But it's such it. a backhanded compliment to be like, it's such a roller coaster of a sentence. You look great for someone that's had a baby, mm. you mm. know? Mm. And and I once had a... But what do they expect? Like, you can never tell. Like, look at the three of us looking at it. Why would anyone expect that you, you would be able to tell who'd had a baby and who hadn't? Like, Well, why exactly. Would because mm. we're being fed constantly that... Oh, it make it irreversibly changes your body ne- like necessarily when actually you'll never be the same again. Yeah, and it, do, do it earlier like, enough, and you will be the same again. Oh, <laughs> maybe okay. with a, maybe with a few minor changes, mm. but nothing a wonder bra can't sort out. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fine. Um, but once I was on a date, well, I was seeing a guy. Classic. Um, and uh, we slept together for the first time, and he said, "Do you know?" I was actually quite worried when I knew you'd had a son, but it's actually fine. <gasps> and then he went, impressively so. Oh, like God. champagne for my vagina. Oh my God, the worst no. thing about that is that he thinks he's complimenting you. I know, but that's another backhanded compliment. Yeah. Like being a mother, it, it's, like, it's like when people say, oh my God, you're doing so well in your career, considering. You know, everything uh. has a suffix of, yeah, you shouldn't be. We didn't expect this, and you're an exception to the rule if you look normal and have a good job. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? People sort of ex- because you have a baby, people sort of expect that. I don't know. You somehow shouldn't be the same on Together, so many levels. Yeah. yeah, as someone who hasn't had a baby, it isolates you from the rest of society, which is so like. It's just it's just horrific that that's the way that we're making people feel. But I think kids being single and pregnant, it was yeah. like, hang on a minute, how can you be single and pregnant because you would have had to have sex, but mm. you're single, so <laughs> uh, you have to be celibate because you're single. Like that yeah. really blew people's minds. Like that you could possibly get pregnant and not have a boyfriend. It's astonishing, like, like the level of intolerance that some people have to pe- to things like that. So now on the dating apps, mm. are you on the apps? Yes, yes, yes. I dabble. Dabble in the apps. Excellent. Do you put in your profile that you are a mother? Oh, yes. So after Cronesgate, oh, yes. I very much added in a photo of me and Freddie. I don't have his face in it. It's a picture of us like in the swimming pool from behind. Mm. So you can't see him at all. But it's obvious that he is mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. he is mine. <laughs> Why did I add that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't use that. (laughs) And so generally, would you say you get a positive response? Um, I think it's a very good, uh, it weeds out the losers quite early on. And as someone who has a history of um, selecting perhaps not the best uh, potential suitors, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's actually done me a bit of a favour, really. Yeah, to be honest with you, I can imagine it actually totally means that the guys who are just awful and won't treat you well and are only in it for one thing, perhaps, just will not apply. Yeah. And Although there is also this strange stereotype that all single mothers are in easy lay. And oh, we're like a guaranteed thing. Yeah, they think we're desperate. Mm. I mean, sometimes mm. we are, but... <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all sometimes? Um, that's super interesting. And so then, how... how um, 
do you find that then if you go on dates with guys, are they ever sort of a bit nervous to bring up Freddie? Oh, the no, they're absolutely obsessed with finding out the conception are circumstances. They? Really? But they do it in a way where it appears that they don't really, they're not really fast. So they'll be like, so you'll be like two drinks in. Yeah. And then it'll inevitably come up. So um, does Freddie see much of his dad? I think basically men are just terrified that I've got this ex lurking, Mm. which makes them feel generally emasculated and also sort of convinced I'm still in love with this person. When actually, we don't know. This this person went very much AWOL. He's totally out of the picture. Yeah, I I think he's in Australia, Hmm. last I heard. And do you think they're more threatened by the idea of this looming X than Yeah, as soon as Freddie? as soon as they know that there's no looming X, mm. they But then but then I was seeing one guy who I was seeing him for quite a while actually and he ended up meeting Freddie very much as mummy's friend mm. and um this guy just he couldn't handle it. He would go completely puce and sort of be like, Hi, mate, and sort of go to high five Freddie, who was probably like one year old at this time and had no idea. He doesn't even know where his nose is. And he's like try and he just was so awkward. And yeah. but I think I think that for, for, for men that's just a maturity thing. Yeah. That guy is not mature he's not mature enough to handle that what he perceives would be his responsibility because I suppose realistically I'd be in denial if I didn't know that it would be their responsibility if it worked out mm. but like at, at the early stages of dating who knows you know it, yeah. it, it's nothing to do with them it's whether me and this person get on it has nothing to do with my son at the early stages were you nervous to introduce that guy to Freddie or have you I a, I introduced or I made I made that is the one thing that I think I have made mistakes about and I feel incredibly guilty about. The fact that I have introduced certain men who I... Because I'm, I'm 27, like, I still am human. I still get completely blinded by infatuation and think things are going to be more serious than they are and, and get people wrong. I still misjudge relationships. I still yeah, trust too quickly. And I, I have had relationships where... I felt they were going to definitely be long term, so I have let them into Freddie's life, and it's it, and I am I I wish I hadn't really mm. yeah for sure it's the only mistake there's no th- mistake in being a single parent I've no problem that me and Freddie are a family just us two but I don't want to cause disruption to Freddie's life and I think there have been instances where I potentially have but I've learned from them and I'm still in my 20s I'm still learning and luckily Freddie won't remember those ones yeah so I just need to not do it again I need to actually learn from that and do you think so is there like a time period that you would set into well I have been I did write an article saying six months minimum right you can't say it's things so like that. hard. It's really hard to set yeah. like a definite number. But I wish I could. Yeah. I wish I could use my head a bit more. But it's so hard because I, I completely like agree with you. When you first start seeing someone, it's that blinding infatuation, yeah. and you do make the you wrong judgments of people. Yeah, and you decide. Do you do that as well? Because I do do uh, that. It's all I do. It's all I've ever done with <laughs> you, men. You, you do do it more than me. Actually. I do it all the time. But I you, think you see guys, red flags and ignore yeah. them. You ignore them. You tell yourself. You tell yourself little lies to think, oh, but that's just because of X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, a couple months down the line, if it even gets to that. But but that's where having a child, I cannot make that mistake yeah. anymore. And and I have made that mistake. And that, I think that, you know, we talk about, oh, is it different dating with a child? In no other respect apart from that. 
you have mm. to think for both of you. You're not just thinking for yourself anymore. You have to be able to look beyond it's that It's all initial. gone a bit deep, hasn't it? Yeah. It's fascinating, though. Have you dated any other single parents? Oh, no, because they're really boring. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a misconception about single no, parents? No, no, I'm joking. No, my first relationship um, after I had Freddie was with a single dad. Oh, um, and he... A DILF, if you will. He was, he was definitely a DILF. There are so many DILFs around. Oh, I love a DILF. <laughs> Martin Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Kemp's getting a lot of airtime on this episode. Oh, no, forget Roman. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the, the thing is people say, oh, you should go out with a single dad. You know, they're, you'll, you'll be compatible with them. But what I find mm. is they just want to talk about children and circumstances and their mm. ex-wives and their... And, and and actually when I date I want to date like you guys want to date I want to yeah. feel like I'm in Notting Hill standing <laughs> sure. in front of a boy asking her to love him yeah. her, whatever you know what I mean <laughs> and also I imagine that I imagine that the majority of single dads are in actually a different situation oh yeah they're all divorced where exactly they're divorced or something and like they might share custody of the kid with the mum whereas you look after Freddie and the dad's not in the picture at all. Yeah. When it yeah. comes to... No, but I wouldn't ever say I wouldn't date this, I wouldn't date that, because I think that's what people say about me. I wouldn't date mm. someone with kids and I probably was guilty of it before. But the, the whole thing I've learned from all this experience is you can't judge any circumstance. No. And I just want to... I just want to date someone who... I have a connection with who I have a laugh with who brings out the best in me and whether they're a dad or not is completely irrelevant no it's about who the person is I would quite like to combine families so that I don't have to give birth again because I wasn't Mm. too hot on that Mm. so no no not the one not the one I've heard that after you have a baby then you look back and it was like rose tinted glasses and you forget all the bad bits no you're no. joking. Amy's face has just dropped. <laughs> Who said that? I've heard that's the only reason people have second and third and maybe fourth babies. That person's a liar. Oh, Christ. <laughs> okay, good. Childbirth, very appealing. <laughs> well, um, and also, you know, it's more the post-childbirth. You know you have to give birth twice. What? So you get the baby and then the afterbirth and then the bayo tapestry of sewing. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Everything's just uh, squeezing downstairs. Yeah. Oh, but good. it does recover. Well, clearly. as that man said, impressively so. Wow, wow, that's amazing. So, would you say the sort of I don't know, I don't want to say difficulty, but like the thing you come up against most is is the stigma. I think the difficulty that I come up with the most comes from myself, because in my last relationship, I was convinced he would prefer me if I wasn't a mum. Mm. And that was just wrong. And I I was completely obsessed with it going around. I felt I felt so guilty because Freddie is my entire life. He's the most wonderful, perfect little person. But I'm like, this person will never love him like I do. It and it just goes around in my head. You feel guilty for that. You you feel convinced of the fact that they would prefer if you didn't have children. And then I brought it up with the guy and he said, I love you. I don't know Freddie, so I can't say I love him, but you are who you are because you had Freddie, because of the way your life has gone, and you wouldn't be you without him, and it's you that I love. And that's what it is, isn't it? It's you love the person, and whatever the person's been through, whatever they have. Part of who that person is. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't be the same without that, so. Is it a factor when you're dating? Are you thinking about 
how well this guy would get on with Freddie and if he would yeah. fit into your family. You oh, yeah, I not. do. You can't not. Like, I used to not. But then I had that have. really awkward high-five Freddie boyfriend <laughs> who was just horrendous. And I thought... But that, but that again, that was his problem. Yeah. And he was obviously the wrong person for me. Like, the right person for me is going to really appreciate Freddie and me and the circumstance and the whole package. We're just a little two-for-one deal. <laughs> I love that. And the thing is, actually, when it comes to thinking about how well someone would get on with Freddie, it's kind of like when I'm dating a guy and I'm like... Oh, I think my brother and sister would love him. Hmm. And you it's think about same. your parents, don't yeah. you? Would, would, would their parents exactly go with like, my parents? You kind of want to like a whole unit. And yeah, of course. That's all it is. It's inevitable. All right, so to wrap up, what would your tips be for other single parents navigating the dating scene? Never accept the word baggage. Excellent. Very good tip. So offensive. Mm. Think of more bonus and anyone who uses baggage is a whole nother b word that i don't know if i can say mm. probably not okay i won't say it but we all know what it we is know. <laughs> um another tip let me think of a tip what's a tip i mean the baggage one is a good pretty oh, i think one. i got another another tip would be don't <laughs> as you may have learned from Cronesgate, never hide the fact you are a parent because you have nothing to hide, yeah. you should be proud that you've done this mm. thing. And even more proud if you're doing it on your own. Amazing. And you've created such a wonderful life for not only yourself, but your child. Like, you're bossing it. So why would you not want to shout that out loud? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, well, what we will do now is move on to a quick dating disaster to finish off. <clears throat> Thank you for sending this one in, and here goes. I'll get straight to it, and my God, is it a doozy. This is from a guy, by the way, I should just clarify, because more often than not we have stories from girls. This is from a guy. I go on. <laughs> I asked my best friend if she could set me up with someone, and because she is amazing, she did. The friend she, she set me up with wanted to meet up beforehand just so she had some idea of who I was, and I agreed. We met up, had the general chat about family and background stuff, got to know each other a little, and it was awkward but fine. I wrote it off to nerves and asked to go on a proper date. After the most overtly dropped hints I have ever received, winky emojis were involved as well. I just thought she was interested and I enjoyed the compliment and had nothing better going on, so why not? We decided to go to a movie. We met up for a bit of a chat beforehand and it was even more awkward than the meetup. Immensely awkward. And the worst part is I could tell that she was under the impression that things were going really well. But the conversation was just stale and stilted. She was a nice person but there was just nothing there romantically. This is only the beginning, as then it was time for the movie. We sat side by side in silence. And I enjoyed the movie but I was on edge the entire time. After the movie I just wanted to get out of there and I made polite small talk on the way out of the cinema. I tried to begin to make excuses that I had to go home, knowing full well that there would not be a second date, which I had planned on communicating politely to her later. But then her mum calls. The girl I was on the date with was 18, I was 19, and still lived at home, so her mum was calling to pick her up, which was all well and good, when I hear her mum say that the family is having a barbecue. Brackets, we are Aussie, so this all tracks. And then the words that would lead to disaster. Would he like to come for dinner? I think, of course, she'll say no. It's the first date. And even, even if she thinks it went well, there's no way she could even contend with the idea. But no, she turns to me and repeats the question. 
I make excuses saying, oh no, it's late, I should probably get home. But as soon as I try to make my case, she turns back to the phone and says yes. She says yes, he'll come over for dinner with her whole family on the first date. So we wait in silence for her mum to get there as I freak out considering what the next few hours will bring. Her mum pulls up and we talk for the 20 minute drive back to her place to then eat dinner with her mum, dad and older sister in what may have been the most awkward few hours of my life. Not only that, her family were absolutely lovely and there I was eating their food at their table with the girl I was about to not go on a second date with, which may have been obvious to everyone at the table except her. Eventually, finally, I take my leave and trust me, there was no second date. Oh, this is that's actually like so sad but awkward. I had that happen to me once. Really? I went on a horrific date with a man who I, he kept commenting on like how women give short men a hard time, and then he suddenly took his shoe off and was wearing like a Cuban stack, heel, like but only on one foot. Did he have one leg? Long yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but no problem, you know. Oh. But very aggressively. Mm. And then I <clears> thought this is not going well. And then he'd booked to go for pizza with all his friends <gasps> afterwards and made me go. <gasps> and all his friends thought I was like trying to like chirp him up and were giving me like an interrogation about this man I'd never wanted to see again. That's so awkward. But do you know what I would say to that guy? Yeah. My mum taught me something very wise you should always go on three dates with people because on the first date people can be so nervous and actually nervousness can come across in all different ways i think everyone deserves a second date even if it didn't go well i really do my mum says that to me but i never do it i think you should do it i never do it because time is money people (laughs) but but you never know because you know yourself like when you get nervous you can be so different and some people were so, they can just, you just need to give them a second chance. This give happened, her a second yeah. chance. Well, I, I mean, what were her family like? Were they all that right? That was technically a second chance though because they had had the pre-date date. Oh yeah. I also just think it's quite funny. He was trying to say it was too late but also how late could it have been if they were only just about having the barbecue then, you know? Mm. I think that the being different on a, the three date thing is really interesting because I actually this happened to me the other day. I was on a date. It wasn't a third date. It was longer than that, like a sixth date or something. And the guy was telling me that he thought I was really modest. And that's not a quality that my friends used to describe me. I'm not saying I'm arrogant, but I mentioned this to my friends and they were like, that's really weird. That's I would not, agree. That's not a quality that I would use to describe you at all. And I think that comes from <clears throat> nerves. Yeah. And I think it no, happens. No, but I think that shows that he's not the right guy because clearly you couldn't relax into your true arrogant self. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that too. But I think it's mm. funny how nerves really can change And if you, you think about people that are your really good friends, I, I find a lot of them made terrible first impressions. <laughs> you know, yeah, actually, and it, actually friends, a bit of a yeah. slow burn and now mm. they're some of my best friends. So I do think people can, be, you need to give people a bit more of a chance. Yeah, we get people wrong all the time. One of my best friends told me that when she first met me, she was like Christ who on earth is this overly loud person in a pink fluffy jacket <laughs> and now we're best friends <laughs> See, but at first she was not so taken with me which I didn't realise at the time but oh well she came to her senses <laughs> as they all do I'm sure I am the <laughs> <laughs> um, no but I do think this is a very awkward situation I also thought it was quite funny that he said we sat in silence in the cinema well duh like, <laughs> I went on a cinema date recently cinema. when and I knew I wanted to hold this guy's hand, but my hand just kept growing so clammy. Oh, I get very clammy. But you have to hold the hand for like two and a half hours. And like, it's oh. inevitable. I find 
bit weird holding hands like in I'm the not cinema. 14 anymore why is my hand going clammy and hand why are you letting me down like I don't particularly see the allure of holding someone's hand in the cinema because I was trying to let him know that I like it I just think it's you know awkward and forced yeah I'm like, well actually retrospectively it very much was and next time I won't be doing it yeah I'm not much of a hand holder I'm honest. not much of a cinema date goer no I think a cinema date is the date you go on when you don't really want to be on the date yeah. because you don't talk to them yeah. or I think I think in the early stages it's maybe not the one but I think later on if you're like okay we see each other all the time and actually we just I want to see this film you want to see this film like going to cinema with your friends mm. um, then maybe but not a first do. date no not a first date I or maybe a second still, date. Yeah, when you're still getting to know someone. That's like when you've run out of things to talk about yeah. and then you go to the cinema. So you have something to talk about. Well, it's <laughs> if it's cinema and a meal, which theirs was, but unintentionally. Mm, and true. then you stop going to the cinema and just watch Netflix. Mm, and then chill. Roman Kemp? Great. We'll send this episode to Roman and make sure yeah. he listens. This was unofficially sponsored by Roman Kemp. <laughs> oh, guys, we're out of time. That is it. Please, 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 if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a nice review. And buy my fun. book as well. well. I was getting to that. Okay. But, um, Hurry also, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please buy Amy's book. Um, yeah, anyway, I've said that bit about rating and stuff now. Do you want to say a thing about um, social media? Yeah, I'll say a thing about social media. Um, we love social media. It is great because... Actually, um, <laughs> I don't know if you do love it. You keep deleting the social yeah, media apps. I have deleted the social media apps because I'm really cool. I'm too cool for social media. <laughs> anyway, uh, please email us your dating disasters at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can send them to us on the social medias, but not me because I don't check them because I'm too cool. But send them to Rachel at yeah. millennial underscore love. That is our Instagram. Instagram, or you could send them to our individual Instagram accounts. Rachel's is Rachel underscore Hosey. Mine is Olivia Petter 8. But, you know, preface, your message might not be seen by me. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, everything will be kept anonymous. So, really, no one's a loser here. No, all winners all round. Um, we also have a Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennials are love. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. And do remind the listeners, when the time this comes out, your book will be out, won't it? It will be out there. Confessions of a Single Mum. Confessions of a Single Mum, also available... Uh, let me start that again. Confessions of a Single Mum, also available on audiobook, if Ooh. you've enjoyed this husky voice of mine. Fabulous. Um, and yeah, July the 12th is our published date. Lovely. Yeah. And where else? Amazon, Waterstones, everywhere you like, really. Any good bookshop. Yeah, any say. good bookshop. Um, and where? Some rubbish ones too. <laughs> yeah, the awful ones. <laughs> the lot. Where can the listeners find you, Elle? So yeah, my Instagram is solo.mama and my Twitter handle is amynix underscore. Brilliant. Lovely. Everyone give Amy a follow. Everyone go and enjoy her book and have a lovely week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.